You have found the Behind the Lines podcast for week 17 in the National Football League, the penultimate week of the regular season now with each team playing 17 regular season games. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in the NFL in week 16, all those Christmas Eve and Christmas games. We will also look ahead to week 17 and the early week lines over at BetMGM and I'll I'll share any early week bets I might have here. Christian, how are you? How did uh, Christmas treat you? Hopefully Santa brought some winning bets for you as well. Yeah, it was okay for me, but I don't think it was the same for the public. The Christmas day in particular was uh, all those three standalone games were great for the book. So I don't, I hope, I hope the public did well, but Christmas day didn't seem to be so too good. Yeah, I'm guessing if you didn't have the Tampa Bay Bucks teaser, then everybody got killed on that because that line went from four to almost, I guess, seven and a half. And once again, Tom Brady and the Bucks did not show up. No, it's been the same story over the past few weeks with him, right? He just looks bad the first three quarters. And then when they have desperation of no choice, turns it back on and then they somehow find a way to eke out a win. But not covering was huge for the book there. That was actually one of our biggest outcome of the weekend. Um, yeah, we, we weren't really writing many Cardinals bets. So, yeah, I'm not exactly shocked that Trace McSorley wasn't an attractive bet for the public. <laughs> but with that being said, what were some of the other uh, winning bets for the book that week? Yeah, all, all of Sunday, Christmas Day was was big for the book. Uh, Packers Dolphins was another big one. Uh, another one of our biggest ones of the weekend was, uh, Panthers lions, same thing. People were all over the lions. They've looked great. Uh, we weren't writing many Panthers bets. And then that outcome was, was great for us. And, and same with Texans Titans. Um, the Titans haven't looked great recently, but as we've talked about a few times on this show, we don't write many Texans bets, especially this season. Yeah, guilty is charged on the Carolina Panthers. Our whole show was on the Lions again. Didn't really care that it was on the road. And Carolina just ran it straight down their throats with a couple of hundred yard rushers. And Sam Darnold was efficient again. So uh, sets up a really interesting line in week 17, which we'll get to in a minute. But from what I'm seeing already, Christian, you're not going to have the same problem two weeks in a row of, of people not wanting to bet on the Carolina Panthers, at least from what I'm seeing here early on Tuesday. So, uh, But before we get to those opening lines of week 17, give us at least a little bit of a silver lining here <laughs> in the holiday season. What were some of the, the winners for the, the public in week 16? Yeah, there were a couple on Saturday. Saturday was just kind of okay, but um, Sunday ended up being better. A lot of standalone games, um, but ones for the public were uh, Bengals Patriots. Um, Patriots kind of actually made a couple mistakes there that could have actually led them to cover, but that outcome ended up being pretty good for the public. And then uh, Chiefs Chiefs Seahawks was another good one uh, for the public. Chiefs covering, even though they haven't in the past few weeks on a on a big number, uh, was ideal for the public. Yeah, Bengals backers happy with the result, maybe not as happy with the process after going up 22 nothing in that game and almost letting it slip away. That was quite the sweat in the second half after what I'm sure they thought was an easy, easy win for them with a with a big lead early. So welcome to the NFL where no lead is safe, apparently, this year. <laughs> That's certainly been the case to this point. The NFL playoff picture, just briefly here before we get into the week 17 lines, because this is going to come into play for a couple of the games in week 17 in the NFC. 
the one, two, three, and four seeds are still the same. Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, and Buccaneers. The wild card teams are the Cowboys, Giants, and Washington, but we still have a bunch of teams only a half game behind Washington for that final playoff spot. It is the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, and Green Bay Packers also in the mix now. And obviously the Carolina Panthers still have a chance to win the division and get the four seed instead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that showdown this week. In the AFC, Chiefs, I'm sorry, the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals are the one, two, and three seeds. No surprises there. The four seed is going to be the winner of the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars are big favorites at the book at this point, shorter than minus 200, with Malik Willis now starting for the Tennessee Titans. The wild card teams are the Ravens at five, the Chargers at six, one game behind the Ravens, the seven, the Dolphins with Tua now in question for the remainder of the season. So that opens up some potential playoff path here for the eight and the nine, the Patriots and the Jets to get in and get that final spot, the seven seed. So that's where we stand now with two weeks to go in the NFL playoff picture. But Christian, let's look ahead now to the opening lines at BetMGM for week number 17. And we will begin with Thursday night football. We got one good team, at least in this game. Yeah, Cowboys at the Titans. Cowboys are 10-point favorites here on the road with a 41-point total. Yeah, um, obviously not going to be much interest in the Tennessee Titans, I don't think, at this point. I did see yesterday it did briefly go back to 9.5, but limits are rising and more Dallas money is coming in. You guys have them at 10. I'm seeing a 10.5 on the board already. And this is a situation, Christian, where I'm, I'm curious to ask you the the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars play each other in week 18. The Jags could have like four different five different things happen where they could still get a wild card. But this is basically a showdown now final week of the season to who wins the division between the Jags and the Titans making ironically a week 17 game really irrelevant to both of these teams. So. You have that situation with the Tennessee Titans. Their starting quarterback's not playing. You might have more guys rest. How on earth do you make a line for this game? <laughs> yes, these are the ones that are really, really frustrating. Uh, it's usually, and then this is the last week where you're trying to figure out if people are bench, you know, benching people, sitting their their uh, starters, and all that. Um, but yeah, this one's definitely a tough one to 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 try to uh, make odds for. Um, the Titans have done this in the past. I think it was 2019. They had a similar situation uh, where they, they had a meaningless game the week before and they ended up sitting Derrick Henry. Uh, so pretty much we just try to keep, you know, our, our ears open and, and try to keep, get as much info as we can. And we'll keep the limits low at first. This is a situation also where I'd, I'd, I don't imagine kind of either way, we're going to take much Titans money. I'd, I'd imagine this is going to kind of sit here for the Cowboys and we'll probably just keep taking bets on them. But, yeah, really difficult to, to figure out. I'm going to ask you a question, and the answer from you is going to have to be just pure speculation, but I just want to get your opinion on it. If the Titans rest a bunch of guys, including Derrick Henry, how how far do you think this line could go? We're already sitting at 10. How far do you think it could go if, if news comes out the Titans are resting a bunch of their best players? Yeah, I don't think it would. I don't think it would go too too much farther. Uh, Derrick Henry is obviously the big one. Like they already don't have Tannehill. It, they're kind of already pretty shorthanded as it is. So I wouldn't imagine it gets much more than thirteen. 
something like that if they do end up starting it would depend a lot on who they end up starting or you know sitting but henry's really henry's really the only last big piece left henry's the guy that's in in the past like last year we have experience with this when he didn't play where he was worth at least a point to the line it seemed even though he's a running back yeah yeah exactly uh he's he of all the running backs in non-quarterback position, he's probably the one that could shift the line the most of like any other player. And l- lastly, before we move on here, just an interesting point of reference for everybody. The look ahead line for this game did come out before the Ryan Tannehill injury, and it was Cowboys minus three. So now we're at minus ten. I think that's not necessarily a comment on Ryan Tannehill's talent and him being worth seven points, but just the comparison to now having Malik Willis at quarterback and probably also some betters getting ahead of maybe some guys resting here uh, to have this big of a move uh, for a game that, that doesn't involve an elite quarterback is just kind of a perfect storm of everything else happening here. I think that Ryan Tannehill Christian is not worth seven points, right? No, certainly not. I mean, it has a lot to do with, yeah, the, the, the rest angle. Um, also just kind of trend of how the Titans have been playing also too. I think naturally this, even if, even if they were fully healthy and had something to play for, I think naturally it would have started shading towards the, the Cowboys in this uh, direction anyway, just, just from recent history. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's let's move forward here to the one o'clock Eastern time slate uh, on New Year's Day. And if my calendar memory is correct, this is Sunday, right? We don't have any Saturday games this week, I don't believe. Yeah, all Sunday. Uh, college football's uh, back for Saturday. Yeah, so we're there back you go. To college Sunday, football so. semifinals and all that. Yep. So back to all Sunday for this. So yeah, take us through the one o'clock Eastern Cardinals at the Falcons. Falcons are three and a half point favorites at home. That totals 41 bears at the lions. Lions are five and a half point favorites. Pretty high total at 51 and a half Broncos at chiefs. Chiefs are 13 and a half point favorites at home. That totals 45 Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots are two and a half point favorites with a 42 and a half point total. That one uh, is a sketchy one, too, because of uh, Tua's recent injury. So that one has had a, uh, a little bit of movement. Colts at the Giants. Uh, Giants are five point favorites at home with a 39 and a half point total. Saints at the Eagles. Eagles are six and a half point favorites with that total being 44. Panthers at the Bucks. Bucks are three point favorites with that total being 39. Browns at the Commanders. Commanders are two and a half point favorites at home. Total 40 and a half. Last one of the one o'clocks is that Jags Texans game where Jags are four point favorites uh, on the road here with a 43 and a half point total. 
That Jags Texans game was five, five and a half on the look ahead here. We're now at four. I assume this could also be another situation where we don't know yet as we record on Tuesday morning, Christian. But if the Titans could rest starters this week, then I assume the Jags could rest starters this week, too, against Houston. Yeah, exactly. I I think they and you probably by the line can kind of tell that they might be less inclined to. you know, they're kind of in a different situation to the Titans where they're kind of rolling. So it seems that speculation might be more towards, you know, they're going to want to keep riding this momentum. You know, they're playing a team they, you know, in theory should beat up on. Um, but yeah, the, the threat is definitely certainly there. Um, and potentially even seeing something where, you know, they get in, they only play a half or a quarter. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of still moving parts in that game. Yeah, for sure. Might be worth a money line bet on the Texans here, to be honest. If the, if the Jags are going to pull starters at some point, the Texans have shown they're at least willing to still be competitive and, and do the best they can, whatever that means for the Houston Texans. But they've at least been moving the ball much better with Davis Mills back in at quarterback at this point for Houston. Working uh, backwards here at some of these other 1 o'clock games, just want to point out some of the line movement. You mentioned the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots now with the Tua news that he's back in the concussion protocol. Uh, I believe you said the Patriots are minus 2.5 at home in that game. The look ahead was Dolphins minus two and a half. So a five point flip here. And obviously earlier this season, we saw the Dolphins went winless in the games where Tua was not on the field. Wouldn't surprise me in the least if this gets up to the key number of three. Already seeing some of your competitors with a juiced minus 115 on that minus two and a half. So I think we're headed towards the key number of three there. The Denver Broncos and that dumpster fire. Nathaniel Hackett now out of the building. Uh, That line was 10 on the look ahead and now we are at 13 13 and a half so um yep good luck writing broncos tickets this week christian (laughs) that's that's another one i think you're gonna have a hard time getting some action on yeah i don't imagine we're gonna get many of those too yeah i've heard a couple rumors of even you know the potential of just benching russell wilson for the rest of the season yeah we're not (laughs) very very little yeah even if they bench him i mean What's that, that might, that might, that might get more. That might get might more help bets them. out of him. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just judging from what anyway. he had in the past. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just like the low-hanging fruit at this point. I yeah. mean, it's, we all love to hate Russell Wilson at this point with his brutal self-awareness. And I'm sure – <laughs> I would tell him to his face, but I have to call his manager to, to tell him to his face <laughs> first. So uh, the, the Saints at the Eagles is interesting to me as well. This was five and a half on the look-ahead – uh, we weren't sure what to do with going from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew, but it's at least interesting to me that the price is more expensive on the Eagles now that we have a game under our belts to see what this offense looked like. And uh, they looked they look fine minus the turnovers. Right. So uh, minus five and a half to now minus six and a half for the Eagles. Yeah, and there's still rumblings that Hurts could play, too. So that's another one that's got a couple of different question marks for us. We briefly did go to Eagles minus seven and, and ended up coming back to six and a half. Um, we'll, we'll still wait on a little more info. Um, yeah, but besides the turnovers, they he, Gardner Minshew was moving the ball. But, yeah, the turnovers were an issue. But, you know, they're playing a much weaker opponent in the Saints than the Cowboys. So. Okay, and and the last game I'm going to ask you about in this window is that pivotal game in the in the NFC South between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Carolina Panthers. These two teams played earlier this year in let's see when was it? It was in week 7. The Panthers 
crushed the Bucks 21 to 3, despite the fact that the Bucks were a 13 point road favorite in that game. And now we fast forward to this week and the Bucks are only a three point home favorite, which means on a neutral field, you guys are basically saying the Bucks are only about a point, point and a half better than the Carolina Panthers, which is stunning to me with how how this has played out since week seven. But this line obviously is a massive downgrade for the Bucks and or a massive upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. Am I correct? Yeah, it's probably more so a little bit of both too. Um, the Panthers have looked great and the Bucks have, have looked pretty awful in the past few weeks. Uh, just kind of gotten lucky to sneak by and, and find a way to win at the end. But, uh, and this, this is obviously a pretty meaningful game. Pretty much the winner is going to get into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, the Panthers have looked good since trading away their best player in Christian McCaffrey and pretty much ever since they've kind of starting to get in a little roll here. Over the past month, they're near the top of the league in terms of offensive EPA per play. They Their defense is still struggling a little bit, but uh, hard to argue with what they're doing on offense. And um, I believe I'm seeing – tell me if your screen still s- says the same thing here. I'm seeing three, but minus 115 on the Carolina Panthers yep. here. So at least some, some early week action here on the dog that if this continues will push us towards – uh, two and a half and off that most key number of three. Yeah. I mean, so far we have seen that the sharps are leaning towards the Panthers at least, at least early on and, and where we're sitting, maybe if it goes to two and a half, then maybe they want to start coming the other way. But yeah, so far they're leaning towards uh, the Panthers. Just really interesting after what that line yeah. was in the first meeting between these two teams. That's I, I know, I know we say this a lot and our memory is, is not great for long distance stuff, but for the same two teams to play again and no like major star to not be in the game and to go from a line of 13 to three is just, is just wild. And Great, yeah. I, I really hate myself whenever I bet the bucks this year, because it's just brutal to watch. And I was lucky to even get the teaser leg on Christmas. But if this goes to two and a half, I might be betting the bucks and just plug my nose and not even watch the game i don't know (laughs) oh man more on the mega pie we'll see if i take the plunge again with this terrible team and this awfully coached team as well all right uh afternoon window here on new year's day christian um the four o'clock eastern time slate games 49ers at the raiders 49ers are five and a half point favorites on the road totals 44 and a half Jets at the Seahawks. Jets are two and a half point favorites on the road. Totals 42 and a half. Vikings at the Packers. Packers are three point favorites. Uh, juiced a bit to the Packers. Uh, and that totals 47. And last in this four o'clock window, uh, Rams at the Chargers. Chargers are six and a half point favorites with a 40 and a half point total. The Jets Seahawks line is what stands out to me. Both of those teams playing for a wild card spot now. Loser is in all likelihood going to be eliminated or need like a million things to go their way. The look ahead line on this game was Seahawks minus one and a half. We get the news that Mike White has been cleared. So now we're flipped the other way to two and a half. Still mostly meaningless numbers, Christian. The when it's when it's less than three both ways, that's mostly uh meaningless numbers right for the for the novice betters out there yeah pretty much is saying it's close to a pick em. and a lot of times those yeah. games that that stay under three can tend to shift kind of back and forth um like how we said you know this one did open up earlier at, at seahawks at the favorite hung around to pick them for a bit and then once mike white was announced uh we moved 
started moving towards the Jets, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of starts trickling a little bit back, but kind of see what happens. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. But if for whatever reason this does get the Jets minus three on the road, then I will be interested in Seattle uh, in this game because I just don't think Mike White is that big of an upgrade. I mean, Zach Wilson is terrible, but Mike White <laughs> is still a below average quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, that Minnesota Vikings Packers game, we usually record on Mondays. I did make a note to take a look. Uh, so Christian is right. As we record right now, it's three, but on Monday, this was three and a half. So there was some early interest here on the Vikings Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of, a lot of times on, on the, when there's a hook there, uh, people kind of started jumping on it, especially, especially the sharper betters, uh, early on in the week. So it does make sense. Sometimes if you do see that hook on a Sunday night, early Monday morning, it, it might not be there. Uh, later in the week. All right, let's look at the primetime games for week 17. Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens are three-point favorites here and the lowest total of the weekend at 36. And then mm. Monday Night Football, pretty good one. Bills at Bengals. Bills are one-point favorites here on the road with a 49.5-point total. This line more likely a Tyler Huntley line still at this point, I assume, for the Ravens? Yeah, another one where we're still up in the air. Um lower limit kind of game still trying to wait on it you can kind of tell by that 36 point total that's one that if it's lamar you'd like to say i'd imagine that one goes yep yep exactly uh that cincinnati bengals buffalo bills game is interesting because it is the first game for bengals fans where they can legally bet on their team christian and if you go to the lines.com slash ohio you will find the sign up bonus for bet mgm to be able to bet on the Bengals and do it fully legally. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Ohio sports fans. So at thelines.com, we have a great sign-up bonus for you. If you go to thelines.com slash Ohio, I will be in Cincinnati for that game as well, talking to some fans, getting some content for everybody on our social media channels. But that is the early week bet that I have made uh, this week. It's going to be a six-point teaser. Now, I made this yesterday when the Bengals were plus one and a half and teased them up to seven and a half and I paired it with the Cleveland Browns at plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. So an Ohio sports betting launch teaser extravaganza, if you will, between these two teams. So um, right now you said it's still at one, right? We moved down a little bit. Yeah, we're at, we're at Bills minus one. Okay, so keep an eye on it, and if that does go back down to uh, one and a half, then we're in teaser territory there at plus uh, seven and a half. But again, if you go to lines.com slash Ohio, you will see the offer from BetMGM. You'll get $200 in bet credits just by hitting the sign up now button, and then once Sports betting goes live on New Year's Day. You'll be able to use those free in your account as well. So uh, welcome to the club, Ohio. You are quickly entering the world of legal sports betting, and we are happy to have you. And what better way to kick it off in the Cincinnati area with the game of the week and one of the games of the year between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Christian, final question for you on that note. You have the Bengals as one-point dogs at home here, which means on a neutral field, you have them no more than a field goal worse than the Buffalo Bills at this point. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, they've they've really turned it around from – they've struggled really early on in the season, and now they kind of look like this team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So it, it 
a lot of early on in the season, we were talking about chiefs and bills that they're the, you know, they're the two in the AFC and, and it's definitely, the Bengals are definitely creeped into that conversation. Um, you know, probably just slightly below those two teams. Um, but that's what, that's where we currently have them rated and they're, they're, they're playing well and definitely deservedly. So here. And your Super Bowl futures reflect that as well. This is a team that a few weeks ago was longer than 10 to 1. They were in that double digit tier of teams, and now they are in. Uh, they now make a group of five with Super Bowl odds shorter than 10 to 1 over at BetMGM. It's the Bills at plus 350, Chiefs plus 450, along with the Eagles at the same price, 49ers at 6 to 1, Bengals at plus 750 to round out that top five tier of teams in terms of Super Bowl uh, futures. So hopefully that was helpful for everybody. We love having you on, Christian. Love having this insight directly from the book itself. We hope everybody out there has a happy and safe new year. Again, welcome to the Club Ohio. We'll see you on New Year's Day for legal sports betting. And best of luck, everybody, with your bets in NFL week number 17.